Hey, what's up? It's Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 12th of May, 2020. I just did this recording again. Not the recording. I just did this little intro again because the first one, my mouth was too close to the microphone and it, I think it came off too loud. And I don't want to I don't want to startle you guys. I know a lot of the subject matter of this podcast can be confronting and I don't want the audio quality to be confronting as well. Um, despite what the last two and a half years of podcasting may indicate, I do actually on some level care about the audio quality of these recordings. Hello. How are you? How's this for a fucking start to the pod? I just found out that... uh, So this lady I've been seeing, I stayed at her house last night. I still can't figure out whether I want to use her name or not, but I did last week. I don't fucking know how I'm going to refer to her. Um, But anyway, I stayed at her house last night and, uh, and this is a weird detail. We brush our teeth with like, when I go there, there's not another toothbrush that I use. I just use her toothbrush. And uh, I don't feel weird about that. That's a thing that I've never felt weird about. And she doesn't either. But I wonder how other people feel about that. Is that really like... I know some people feel like that's super fucked up to use someone else's toothbrush. I, I'm fine. Sorry, I just pulled a bit of... Ugh, shit off of my shirt. Um, is that fucked? I don't think so. I've never really thought that it's like... It's just, fu- the shit, you know, I always think, man, with any kind of hygiene shit when people freak out, washing your hands now is like a thing, but that was always my example, and I guess I've, <laughs> I stand corrected on that one. I always thought washing your hands, it's just like, fuck, who cares, man? Like, I'm, you put my dick in your mouth. I'm going to lick your asshole. I think you can deal with a little bit of fucking me not washing my hands, but evidently, as we're discovering during this pandemic, washing hands is not really about... Oh, icky, you touched your dick and then you're shaking my hand. It's more about just a moment to wash your hands of all the bacteria that have accumulated on it, not in going to the toilet, but all the times before that as well. It's just about a... From what I can tell now, washing your hands is more about um, just like bookending periods in your life that are like accumulation of bacteria or whatever. Does that make sense? That's how I see it. Like you did all this stuff that, you know, maybe you're in your house and you fucking go out to the street or go to the shops and all that time you're picking up different things on your hands and then you go to the toilet and then after you go to the toilet, you wash your hands to fucking wipe all that stuff away and go, all the stuff that was there, I'm not bringing it into the next period of my life. Period of my life? (laughs) Someone who defines themselves based on the times in between when they go to the toilet. That was just... uh a time in my life between shit number three and four of that week, uh, that week in May, that beautiful autumn week. It's May, isn't it? Um, anyway, so what was I saying? So yeah, we use the same, we use the same toothbrush and I look, I mean, she has a toothbrush of hers when she comes here that I got for her and she hasn't really done the same for me. And you know what? I could take that as a sort of symbol of, uh, the power dynamic in the relationship, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that because I'm not petty. (laughs) I could take that to mean that she doesn't care about me as much as I care about her, but hey, that would be childish, wouldn't it? Um, I genuinely don't think that. I I don't know. (laughs) It's fun to play around with those kinds of ideas, isn't it? But I know you are listening to me going, how much of that is coming from a real place of insecurity, Aiden, and how much of it is just a joke? 
Um, oh, fuck it. I wasn't going to tell this story. Anyway, I, <clears throat> I'll, I'll tell this story and then I'll keep going. Um, I, uh, I was telling a story that I've asked her permission if I could tell this on stage, which was basically just me asking permission to tell other people uh, some of the details of our sex life because uh, I think it's... <laughs> And I have problems keeping that kind of shit to myself. I can't. I, I want to share it. Um, and there was one thing that we were... Um, I was about to tie her up and we were using articles of clothing to do the tying, like wrists to the bed, you know, four corners of the bed, four limbs. And uh, we got a cardigan of hers and... Um, there was something in the pocket and she was like, oh, sick, is there money in the pocket? It was like rustling around and um, reached into the pocket and I was like, no, nah, I think it's just a receipt and we both kind of reached for it at the same time, pulled it out and it was neither of those things. It was a used condom wrapper. Um, how about that? Finding that with someone you're seeing that you're about to have sex and then you're like, oh, and like I've never seen her. Wear- like that wasn't mine. Do you know what I mean? That wasn't ours. That was from before or maybe since, I don't know. I mean, I trust her on faith that it was from before, even though that's not... <sighs> I don't want to go too in-depth into this th- thing, the, the the fucking nitty-gritty of what I'm doing with this girl because it's like... I like to keep some things private. But um, it wouldn't be a problem if it was from the day or week or before. Or what. It wouldn't be a problem for us. That's not a thing that... Yeah that's kind of where we're at but anyway i was telling that story and i just thought it was a fun we laughed when it happened i wasn't like oh it was just like just very i think the funniness of it for me was um the fact that i like caught her that was the funniness even though it was fine like there was nothing wrong with that even if she had had sex with someone like you know since we've been dating all the night before or whatever we've talked about all of that and it's it's fine um, because we're not being exclusive, but it still is like, it's brutal to see the, you know, and she knows that I'm not completely cool with like, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm still kind of fucking, maybe I am going to talk about it. I'm still figuring out exactly how okay I am with like, she's, uh, she, she wants to be open because she doesn't believe in, in kind of cutting off, um, connections that you have with people and you shouldn't cut yourself off from experiences which i understand but i my viewpoint coming into this is very much like well yeah but i kind of want to build a thing with someone that's what i'm looking for in a relationship is like a partnership and that to me feels like it kind of excludes any other connections um this is a sticking point right now it's like because I would agree that if you love someone, it doesn't take away from the love that you have from any other person. So any connections that you have, it's not like you have a finite amount of... It's not a zero-sum game in terms of love and connection. But um, there is always an element of jealousy, isn't there, that creeps in when you're like... Like if I bailed on her to go and sleep with someone else. That would suck, right? And then, but then you go, well, that's not about the bailing to go and sleep with someone else. It's just about the bailing and honoring of commitments. And I guess that would be indicative of if I was going to do that, if I valued going and seeing someone else over seeing her, then that would just mean that that connection is more important to me. And maybe she's not the person that I'm supposed to be with, but it's still quite confusing because you're like, when do you draw the line? Is there a point where you go, no, I'm committing to you because I know that other connections are only exciting in the initial stages 
and I want something more than just the initial stages of some shit with someone because I feel like I've been having those forever. We talked about that last night. I feel like I've been having exciting initial connections with people for like eight years and it is exciting and then it gets to a point and I get like scared and leave and I don't want to do that anymore. I want to go deeper and I feel like I'm going deeper with her but she's saying that I'm still allowed to do that other stuff and I'm like, does that feel right to me? I don't fucking know. Anyway, so that <laughs> I said I wouldn't talk about this stuff, but it feels right to talk about. Um, so I, um, I, yeah, we found that used condom there, and uh, and we thought it was funny, and we laughed, and I said, "Can I tell that story to my friends?" and I guess it includes the bit about where I tie you up, and she was like, "Yeah, that's cool." And so I went to do that, and. Um, and uh, told Blake and Luca and those guys were just like, <laughs> they didn't laugh at all. They were like, you okay, man? <laughs> I guess because like we hadn't really talked that much about the whether the like, you know, the openness. They had not been privy to the conversations about the relationship that me and this girl have obviously because they're not there for it. So, and they know how I've felt in the past about like, wanting to be monogamous with people and so they're just going like are you telling us that because you're not fine with it at all because that's what it sounds like um yeah i mean fuck i'm in a bit of a weird place with it i think i'm really this exploring this thing with this girl is uh the most honest i've been able to be with a girl that i've been with ever i've never been able to be honest about my like desires sexually with someone or you know like whenever I get with a girl I always feel like I need to just pretend that I'm not attracted to anyone else like somehow that is like uh, I don't know like somehow that's a fucking expectation or like it's like polite you know like I should just ignore, I should deny the fact that I've ever been attracted to anyone else because you don't want to hurt their feelings. And you do that because you feel like, oh, I do that because I feel like my feelings would be hurt by talking about other people that they've been with. But I kind of want to know about other people that they've been with and I want to know that it was good. Like I don't want to just lie to myself and go, oh, it was bad. All the other sexual partners that this girl has had, they must have been bad and must have been a bad time. Like, that's a lie. Of course, some of it was great. Some of it was romantic. Some of it was just like sex, you know, filthy and exciting and all different kinds of connections. I've had those things. Why would I imagine that the other person, the person that I'm with hasn't had those things as well? But for some reason, it feels easier to just cut that part of myself and my history off and not think about it when I'm with a part that's what it's been for every girl that I've been with that I've started feeling romantic feelings towards I felt like I've had to do that that I couldn't be honest and uh with this girl it's not like that she just the way that she is so fine with talking about it genuinely makes me believe that not only is she okay with talking about it but she wants to talk about it and it's like so cool because it makes me feel like I'm allowed to be myself. I don't have to hide any parts of myself. Which is what it's supposed to feel like, you know, to be with someone apparently. So I've been told. <laughs> I'm just chasing this feeling of this thing that I've always been told about. Love, you know. 
That's we're told that's the most important thing in the world. You got to your whole life is like you got to find somebody to love. All the fucking songs that you've ever heard about love, it's like this this ideal. It's like God in our fucking life. This ideal that we hold up that we're like that is what I just had a flash in my head of. <laughs> this sucks. I just had a an idea in my head of like this screenshot here would be really good as the thumbnail for this episode of the podcast on YouTube because <laughs> I'm like holding up this ideal and I'm just like that'd be a good photo which totally took me out of the moment of talking about the most important thing in the world. <laughs> I was talking about love and the ideal of love in our society and how we treat it like a deity and then I got distracted because I thought it'd be a good picture for my YouTube channel. <laughs> Fucking hell. I am consumed in my fucking relentless pursuit of YouTube views is absolutely fucking consuming me for sure. Oh my God. This fucking YouTube studio page is like ever present on my phone and on my laptop now. <clears throat> Just looking at those views, looking at the graphs. I'm like, do they, are they going up? I hope they're going up. This is the new data. I'm fucking, I love data, man. I love graphs and fucking stats and shit. Like ticket sales when I'm, you know, doing festivals and watching the ticket sales come in. It's so gratifying. And the YouTube is like the new one of that. Before it was watching the deaths go up on the coronavirus tallies. And now it's, it's watching people view my fucking backyard bitch videos. <laughs> anyway, what was I talking about? Love, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> I'm excited. I'm having a nice time with this girl. Feels good. Feels good to talk about. She listened to the podcast last week and she said she felt weird. And I understand that. She said she's not going to listen anymore, which, yeah, I think it's fair, I guess. Um, must be weird to have someone talking about you like this. To everyone else listening or watching, though, hello. Um, yeah, the story that I was going to tell at the start was um, that, yeah, and last night I uh, I went into her bathroom and I felt like this was, it was like later in the night and I was like, oh, I probably should just brush my teeth right now. Like, you know, we're about to go to sleep or whatever. So I brushed my teeth with the one that I thought was hers and I went back into her room and I was like, did the little suction cap on the back of your toothbrush that like sticks it to the mirror, did that fall off? And she was like, oh, I don't know, I guess so. I was like, yeah, because I think I like your toothbrushes that I'm going to omit the color that her toothbrush is just in case if any of her housemates listen to this because I don't want them knowing. But Because um, I was like, yeah, I brushed my teeth with it. And then just like before I started this pod, she messaged me on Facebook like, ha, 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 just all ha, ha, ha's. Ha, ha, ha's, you know, the ha, ha, ha's. Three messages full of ha, ha, ha's. So, you know, that's a big one. No explanation to start off with as well. I have this thing when um, I think I'm quite like maybe an inherently pessimistic person. Um, whenever someone messages me and I'm not expecting it, I immediately just think that the worst thing has happened. Like even that, when it's all ha-ha-has and it's positive, still a part of me thinks like, oh, she's doing that because she's actually upset because I've done something wrong and she's about to get angry or whatever, you know? Like she's going to go, ha, 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 You thought that this would be funny and it's not or whatever, right? I go to the negative. So even that kind of like she messaged those things and I was like, what's happened? And I was like, I can't even start the podcast now until she tells me. And she goes, um, 
uh, remember when you said about has the back fallen off my toothbrush? And immediately I was like, oh, it hasn't. I brushed my teeth with one of her housemates' toothbrushes last night. That is very funny. Um, so, yeah, that's the story that I was going to tell at the start of this and I didn't tell it for ages and instead I went into some fucking vivid details of my romantic and sex life. How was your guys' week, huh? <laughs> Damn it. I feel good that I've that I've talked about that on the podcast because I feel like now maybe um, it's like once I've talked about it, then I don't need to talk about it again. And also I should be, I get, this is an interesting point for me is that I've been single and not had anyone else in my life to a point where me being honest about myself might compromise their, you know, the integrity, like their privacy. That feels weird to be so close with this girl that um, me just talking about the way I feel is like, you know, like I kind of can't, I feel like I can't, I feel like I shouldn't be putting that out publicly. But then I also, like I want to because I feel like me talking about that might kind of, other people might be thinking about monogamy and relationships or open relationships and I just feel like, man, every fucking discourse I hear about non-monogamous relationships or whatever, it's just, you can't, it's all fucking wank. The way people talk about it, it's like, I feel like people get so self-congratulatory about it, you know? They're like, well, I just don't think that there is any, like, how could you deny the romantic things of your partner you could limit them how would it just comes from insecurity that you would try and constrain them to one thing it's like maybe but i don't know man i I feel like anyone who talks about being in non-monogamous shit it's like you know you're not fucking better than people who are monogamous right that's what it feels like it always feels like people who are in some non-monogamous shit so it's like being a vegan. It is it's like being a vegan, man. They're just fucking ready to tell you about it at the drop of a hat. By the way, me and my partner are actually non-monogamous. <laughs> no one fucking cares about your dumb relationship, cunt. That's kind of how I feel about it. Like maybe that, maybe I do want that to be private. But then the reason I'm saying it now is because I feel like the things that I'm talking about are interesting and. Uh, like there was a podcast that Ari Shafir did with a guy who's non-monogamous a few years ago and I listened to it and it was so interesting to me because he talked about the ways that, that jealousy does get involved in the in the fucking situation, you know? That like it does... <sighs> there, it, like he wasn't denying the fact that it's it, it feels weird when your partner who you love... Partner? Fuck, I even hate that word. That word feels smug. You're, the person who you're with is telling you about how they're with someone else and they do the things that they do with you with someone else, so like romantic, whatever. He said, um, you know, it hurts to hear that, but it's also, I guess, important to hear that because you're just, again, not denying this part of yourself. Maybe I should listen to that episode of that podcast again. That's one of the only times I've heard someone who's in a non-monogamous thing talk openly and honestly about it and not just feel like they're fucking patting themselves on the back for being this like evolved ethically and morally evolved person who's able to not constrain the person that they're with and like allow them to be free. I don't know. I fucking hate that shit. 
it feels dishonest. And it feels like people who are in those things in the in the ways that I've seen people talk about it, it feels like they almost they feel like they can't be honest about it and talk negatively about it because um, then everyone will go, yeah, see, we told you, like you're doing a weird thing, so you've got to represent it positively or else suddenly... Um, it's like Patrice O'Neill's joke about Barack Obama and about black people saying like white people, if white people would stop trashing Obama, then black people would get on board with saying that he's not doing a great job. But because he's black, black people feel like they can't say that he's doing a bad job because they're just happy to get a black person in there, you know, because it's already so tenuous. It's like such a big victory for them that they need to hold on to it. And same with like people who are in non-monogamous shit, I guess maybe it feels to them like, well, people are already judging us. So if we start to represent the negative sides of it, then they'll just judge us more and dismiss our choices and they don't want to do that. So they just, it's great. Yeah. I'm fucking, I can have sex with whoever I want and I still have someone to cuddle at night. It's like, yeah, you still feel fucking alone. Like everyone else can't. That's something I'm realizing. Talking to like being, hanging around with this girl, hang I don't know what to fucking call it. All right. Being with this girl, I feel like I remember a thing that a friend said to me a few years ago. She said, um, she was, she's had a boyfriend for years and I said, you know, what's that like basically? Um, and I think she sensed at the time that I was maybe just trying to fix the problems in my life by adding a girlfriend to, you know, like maybe that would fix everything. And she said, uh, you still feel lonely. You still have all the problems that you have now, whatever they are, it, like they're particular to you and they're your problems and you still have them, but you just have a person there now as well. And it's nice to have a person to talk to, but it doesn't change the fact that Sometimes you feel lonely, sometimes you feel sad or you feel like you're a bad person and just having someone there doesn't make those feelings go away. Maybe it does at the start, but they come back. So you better off trying to address your problems than just fucking putting another person in front of them. I've been thinking about that now. Like I've got this girl that I can message whenever I want and say nice things to if I want to, but if the only reason I'm saying those nice things or messaging her is because I feel lonely, well, then I'm just using her as a crutch rather than actually connecting with her. And so I'm eventually going to push her away because it's not a personal connection. It's just like fucking taking from someone emotionally. And, uh, and even if she does stay through that and allows me to fucking suck her dry of all, you know, why am I doing, why am I fucking moving so weird right now? Even if there was a person who was so fucking emotionally stable that they could let you do that, it wouldn't make those feelings go away. Um, yeah. Anyway, I had a bunch of other stuff that I was going to talk about instead of this because I just didn't want to talk about this and I haven't talked about any of them because I guess this is what I actually wanted to talk about. Oh. Lockdown's going to be, uh, what's my picture this week? I'll explain the picture this week on the fucking Instagram, sitting under podcast on Instagram or follow me at Aiden Jones comedy. Um, the picture this week is a, uh, I love taking pictures of people taking pictures, hashtag people taking pictures on Instagram. Anytime I fucking do, I mean, like I'm not going to make an account, but I just love that. Like I got a good one this week of, uh, I was at Barclay square at the shopping center and there was this lady with a dog. She had one of those tiny dogs and she had like a bag of shopping. I don't know what, it looked like fancy shopping, but she'd been at Barclay Square, so it couldn't have been. But um, 
Yeah, she had a tiny little designer dog next to her designer shopping bag <laughs> on the ground and she was down on her knee taking a snap of it and I uh, I walked out of the store and I've got my fucking replacement phone because JB Hi-Fi, who by the way I still think should burn in hell, um, JB Hi-Fi is still on fucking the first step of getting my Google fucking Pixel. It's still got two weeks now. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks and still no word. I don't deserve it. I know you got my last two letters. I wrote the addresses on them. Perfect. That's how I feel about you, JB Hi-Fi. I'm going to put my girlfriend in the back of a car and drive in. <laughs> Tragic news today. A man awaiting the, uh, the repair of his Google Pixel 3 on warranty from an unnamed electronics retailer in Melbourne's inner north has driven his partner and himself with their unborn child off of the Northgate Bri- Westgate Bridge and into the river. Sources report that as he drove the car off, he said, I'll fucking kill you, you dog cunts! <laughs> Imagine if that's what drove me to insanity and I'd been writing like Stan-style letters to JB Hi-Fi going, I just think that we can be together, Mr. Hi-Fi. <laughs> I just think that you and I are kind of meant to be together, you know? I'll call you JB. I'll be I'll be you fucking I'll be the other Mr. Hi-Fi, you know? I'll wear the dress at the wedding. I just want to be with you. <laughs> I bet Mr. Hi-Fi would commit to me in a monogamous fashion. I bet that he would he would be brave and commit. <sighs> so yeah, JB Hi-Fi still have my fucking still have my um my phone away whatever and so when i went out to take that picture of the lady taking the picture of her dog and the things it was so so as soon as i saw the thing i was like she's taking this picture for instagram there's no way that anything else is happening and that was exciting um i guess i just like catching people in that moment i know i do that it just feels like it's not feels like catching someone like watching porn doesn't it when you catch someone taking a picture that you know is for like the world or they're going to put it on Instagram and shit. It just feels like, I don't know, caught out. I think that's what I like about it. It's very candid. It's a candid moment. Um, and uh, I got this fucking shitty phone that I have, the, the Samsung Galaxy 7, and uh, pulled it out. And the whole time I was like, oh, there's no way this is going to be quick enough. I'm like fumbling with the fingerprint scanner, which is really slow. And I finally get it out and I got the picture and it looks good, man. I got it in time. It was perfect. I just hadn't taken one of those in such a long time, it feels like, because we've been on lockdown and no one's really out taking photos in the world. People are all taking photos in their houses at the moment. And um, that, uh, God, I love a bit of symbolism, don't I? That It really felt like a watershed moment, you know? Like as the world emerges from our lockdown, we spread our wings like a butterfly coming out of the cocoon that's the sound that the butterfly makes in my head it's a beautiful thing to look at but if you could get down close enough to it you would hear it go (coughs) oh god sorry if that was a bad sound fucking hell so I feel tired today Um, I just uh, just got back 
from uh, that overnight little sleepover and was told that I brushed my tooth and all the rest of them, but mainly my one tooth, my favorite tooth. Anyone got a favorite tooth? Oh, by the way, this is what I wanted to say. Anyone, if you fucking see pictures of people taking pictures, send them to me, man. I love that shit. Go on fucking Instagram and, and, uh, and send them to me. Go on, I'll send them to my email if you want. Send them to the backyard bitch email, backyardb69 at gmail.com. That'd be fun. Um, I just want to see more of those. But if you send me those pictures, I'll fucking chuck it up on Instagram and I'll credit you because I want some fucking good people taking pictures, photos. They're so much fun. I'm telling you, man, it'll be in your head now. If you're listening to this and you have like, you know, it'll be in your head. Next time you see someone taking a picture, don't be a pussy. Do it on the slide. Don't fucking embarrass them and don't tell them afterwards. I'm trying, I try not to get their faces and I try not get kids is the like two rules. I've put kids in it before, but it's just like no faces in the whole thing. I guess I wouldn't be that bad about getting a normal person's face, but um, yeah, kids, I don't know. Wouldn't want to get like a kid's face in there. If you can just see that it, like I got one, I'm thinking of one. I got one at the markets like last year at some point, there was a mum taking a picture of her kid, but they were both facing away from the camera. I feel like that was okay. Is that okay? I feel like that's okay. Oh, maybe. I don't fucking know. Maybe I'm a bad person. But you know what? I like taking pictures of people taking pictures. Anyway, if you fucking think it's funny, do it now and send one to me because I'll fucking, I'll love the shit out of that. I'm telling you, dude, they're fun to take pictures of. Um, You know what? I reckon that might be me for this week. I think I'm running out of steam. Oh, I had this nice interaction with a guy at Woolies. There's a happy dude at Woolies who uh, a few people know about. And um, like, as in, like I've spoken to like people who live around the area and I'm like the happy guy. And they're like, yeah, I know that guy. He's like a teller, you know. Um, he's just always real happy. And then uh, I went, uh, the last few times I've gone, he just doesn't seem so happy. But I thought maybe it was because of me and my like defensive. When I see someone who's so happy like that and he's like aggressively happy, I'm like, ah, something's fucking going on with you, dude. I don't trust it. You know, just say, get on my guard. I'm like, why are you so fucking happy? You seem too happy. And so I started just not really giving him that much back. And uh, then he started seeming a little bit down and I assumed that it was because of me. I was like, oh, how selfish am I that I assumed there's just a guy at Woolies who's normally happy and he started being sad and I thought it was because of me. (laughs) Oh my God, I am a fucking psycho. Jesus Christ, how self-centered am I that just this person who I've never even really spoken to is sad and I'm like, that must be because of me, I reckon. Yuck. God, I'm the worst. Um, anyway, and so I said, <laughs> so I said that to this girl that I'm seeing and she said, I know that guy. He's always happy with me. I guess maybe it was you. And then she went, the next time she went, she was like, you know what? Actually, she is quite sad. Sorry, actually, he is quite sad. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe something's happened. So I kind of, I first, my, I was like, oh, maybe I'll get him a present. She was like, that would be weird, I reckon. Okay, we've determined that my love language is gifts. That's how I show care to people is by giving gifts. So yeah, I was like, maybe I'll get, um, maybe I'll get him a gift. And and she was like, that'd be weird though. Imagine a stranger coming up to you and going, hey, I'm giving you this because I thought you seemed sad. 
Like that'd probably bum you out that you're putting out that many sad vibes into the world that random strangers can tell and feel like they need to make you feel better, which I understand that. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll just try and make an effort to talk to him the next time. So I did. And, uh, you know, I got up to the counter the next time I saw him there and I was like, hey man, what's up? Like, I, you know, how's your, how's your weekend? And he was like, yeah, good. Like he gave some half-hearted good. And I was like, sounds like it was bad. And he was like, it was a nice conversation. I was, we talked about like, it's important to admit when things are bad, even if it's nice to say things are good. And he was like, you know, but it's always good, which I think was his way of saying like, I like life. Life is good. And I'm a happy person, but there's been some, some darkness recently. And, um, I really appreciated that from him, that like emotional honesty. And it was nice. And as I left, he, uh, he very earnestly said to me, thanks for being my shining light today, man, <clears throat> which was really lovely. Um, and as I walked off, I thought one, I was right about the fact that he was too happy and there is some darkness in him and that makes me feel better because I feel like he's more of a three-dimensional, fully realized person rather than this cardboard cutout of like, like just happiness. That made me uncomfortable, just feeling like he was too happy. It's like, you know, you know, what are you fucking hiding? That was the vibe. Um, so that's what, and then, so it made me feel good about that. And then also secondly, it made me feel like, oh, this guy actually is a bit of a downer and I don't want to talk to him anymore. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, now that he's not the happy guy, I'm like, he's just a normal cunt. I'm not interested. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> anyway, that's the podcast. That's me. Thank you guys so much for listening, man. This is uh, the next song. The song coming up that I got for you this week is Enough by Bad Sounds. I think it's a good song. I was listening to it before. Fucking whatever. Hope you enjoyed. It's been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Shoes.